you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. What is up? Welcome to another edition of the NFL Fantasy Football Podcast. It's me, your man, MG Marcus Strand, alongside the Fantasy Hall of Famer, Michael Fabiano, the Fantasy Viper, Graham Barfield. He and his sinus infection are on a plane, I think, back to Atlanta to uh, enjoy the holiday. I'm sure he's not enjoying that sinus infection no. on a plane. Poor kid. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't sound like fun. Uh, so it is, for a lot of people, it's Championship Monday, right? It's Victory Lap Monday. For a lot of people, there's a lot of heartache going on, though, today. Um, I mean, how are you feeling after this one? I, I got to be honest with you, man. I mean, bah humbug. <laughs> Seriously, I feel like Clark Griswold, when he couldn't get all the lights to light up on his house, and he started <laughs> punching Santa and kicking the reindeer. Like, this has been the most frustrating fantasy season that I've had. Now, overall, I mean, I was in 12 leagues. I made the playoffs in 11. I made nine semis. I made five championships. I'm probably going to lose in three, uh, unless I can get 72 points from Devontae Adams. Aaron Jones, Mike Boone, not happening, right? Yeah, that, that might be kind of tough. Yeah, not going to happen. But not I, impossible, I, but tough. But I feel like a lot of people, especially from what I saw on Twitter, were feeling it too because like this year was, and not that predicting the future is ever easy, but it, it got harder this year. I mean, it really did. Like, and Saturday was a perfect example, right? So who do we have ranked highly at the quarterback position in, that, in, that, in those three matchups? We had, you know, Watson and mm-hmm. Winston. Right. Nobody liked Goff. Nobody liked Brady. Nobody liked Josh Allen. And those are the three guys that had the best games. Goff had 20. I mean, the week before he played the Cowboys, I think that was the Cowboys. They were wearing Cowboys uniforms. I don't know if they were actually the Cowboys. And then you go into the week confident in having a Watson, having Winston threw 400 picks. I'm never starting Jameis Winston in a game Rich Eisen calls ever again in my life. Okay. And Watson was worse. Russell Wilson, I get it. The Seahawks had about 100 injuries, but it's the Cardinals. Russell Wilson was terrible in that. Matt Ryan, we all like Matt Ryan. He wasn't any good. Phillip Rivers was playing the Raiders. He wasn't any good. Dak Prescott, don't get me started. <laughs> on the cow- This is what I wanted. I got excited for a second, but I know what the Cowboys are. I know what happens with the Cowboys. You get excited because they win a game. Maybe they shouldn't have won. And then suddenly... It all goes to crap, which is exactly. <laughs> but at least Urban Meyer is going to be the coach next year. At least, but, but I talked to Bucky Brooks. He was like, "Yeah, I think yeah. I, I, just Jason Garrett, get the hell out of Dallas, please." All right, it's been fun for ten years, except for it hasn't been. Um, and there were times this week where I freaking felt like Jim Mora. Well, what happened was that second game we got our ass kicked, or the second half we just got our ass totally kicked. We couldn't do diddly offensively we couldn't make a first down we couldn't run the ball we didn't try to run the ball we couldn't complete a pass we sucked the second half we sucked we couldn't stop the run every time they got the ball they went down and got points we got our ass totally kicked in the second half that's what it boiled down to it was a horse performance in the second half horse i'm totally embarrassed and totally ashamed coaching we're all, our coaching did a horrible job the players did a horrible job we got our ass kicked in that second half. It sucked. It stunk. I, and his frustration, like, 
My fantasy teams did diddly poo nothing this week. You know, DJ Moore got hurt. I had Zeke. I had Dak. I had Jameis. Okay? I had the Patriots defense this week. Terrible. (laughs) And you know what, too, Marcus? I made almost every right move. The one move that cost me a championship was I started Anthony Miller over Kenny Galladay. If I played God, but Anthony Miller had been hot four weeks in a row, and the Chiefs had struggled against the slot. And Galladay's playing in Denver with David Blah, quarterback, (laughs) against the Broncos. So uh, listen, uh, it's the holidays. Like, like, a lot of us are. A lot of us. Okay? <laughs> no, a lot of us are feeling, you know, the holiday spirit. I'm Ebenezer Scrooge right now. I'll get over it. <laughs> but I promise you, this has been one. I mean, hell, it's baseball season for me. See, I got the Yankee shirt on. It's freaking baseball season right now. The Cowboys are out. Fantasy's over. I took home Cowboys two championships. Cowboys aren't officially out. Though. We're done. They're not done. It's done. They're gonna sneak into the playoffs. They're no, gonna they're win not. a couple of playoff games. Jason Garrett's gonna be back for another year. You get more clapping on the sidelines. It's gonna be fantastic. I thought we were friends. Why you gotta hate on me like that? Because I just think it's funny, and I I just want humor for my own. So, anyways, congratulations to everybody who's like winning and, and is projected to win. I hear yep. Candace Patton's gonna win. Candace Patton is going to win League One. I drafted uh, that team for her. You did, and she got Saquon Barkley to show up at the right time. We'll yeah. talk about Saquon too a little so, bit. Um, so. Yeah, that, that, that's it for me. I'm, just, right. I'm frustrated. Well, we have plenty to talk about. Uh, we'll look at some of the biggest disappointments of Week 16. Uh, some of them were on Fab's team. Some of them probably weren't. Uh, we'll them. talk about some of the biggest league-winning surprises. And there's a handful of guys that either finished strong or finished poorly. And now we'll sort of try to project next year, like what we think about them, where we might be drafting them. I mean, this will be the first of many times we do this because <laughs> it's a long way until August. Uh, and then for those of you who are psychopaths and are playing Week 17, we'll do some waiver wire stuff. Maybe uh, it'll be sort of uh, sort of daily fantasy related, if you will, but uh, I know there's some of you sociopaths out there who feel like it's fun to play Imagine Week if the number one ad in fantasy football this week is Marshawn Lynch. <laughs> I mean, we're going to get to that. Imagine that, that. That potentially is going to be wild. But before we do all that, I'd say we go behind the glass to talk to our faithful producer. No but one, uh, senior Edward L. Murphy Esquire is back in New York, but also we're in stage five today. Not a normal podcast studio, so there is no glass, so I'll just look over to my right. Uh, and we'll talk to our pal Ricky Hollywood of uh, Fantasy League One fame. What's going on, Rick? Hey, how are you guys? I'm good. Uh, how did your fantasy season turn out? I, I know how your League One team turned yeah, out. Yeah, I won. You beat, me, you beat me in the consolation bracket. I did beat you, Marcus. So I had, um, to, eat a, I had to eat a super spicy hot chip because of that. Oh, shoot. Oh, yeah. wait. Did you do it already? Yeah, I ate it last Thursday. It wait, wait, was, was it the, like the Akbar one? It was not as bad. My reaction was not as bad as Akbar's. Uh, I, I, I ate it, and it was not nearly as bad as I thought it would be. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah, I lost. I did. I did the Galladay over Miller thing. Switch. Miller and, over Galladay. Yeah. That, and yeah. There no, was I just. I had. I had um, Russell Wilson mm. in my championship. I was going up and against. And the matchup Lamar. was so good against Arizona. You're thinking, ah, oh, dude, he's gonna right. have twenty easy. That was insane. I, yesterday was so frustrating. I had Zach Ertz. Uh. Like everything that I played. I played Will Fuller in a league. It was. It was. Yeah. No. I had. <laughs> I had Fuller too. I, I. I ended up winning that one. But Fuller, forget it. There, there's two, there's two players that are on my my poop list. I'll put it that way. I'm not going to swear. <laughs> I have, unless Deshaun Watson drops to me in like the tenth round, I'm never drafting him again. I know how good he can be when he's good. When he's bad, he kills you. He freaking kills you. I, I do think a fun thing to talk about in the offseason will be sort of you know variance in guys who are are sort of fantasy roller coasters who are like really big one week and then really down the next week. He James, might be on Jameis too. My God, uh, he might be on that. I mean, you gotta be kidding me. Oh man, this is gonna be a fun show today. Everybody's like equally salty. And uh, the Cowboys lost, burned. which actually is good. Which actually is good for me because Garrett will be gone. That's funny. Garrett will be gone. Yeah. All right. In the meantime, uh, let's do some news. <laughs> Let's do the news. All right. For those of you who are still playing fantasy. Why? Uh, well, yeah, one, <laughs> why? But um, let's start with some, some major injuries that happened uh, on Sunday across the NFL. First off, the Seahawks just decimated with injuries uh, in their loss to the Arizona Cardinals. Chris Carson, who looks like he is done for the season. Yep. Uh, CJ Procise, I believe, suffered a broken arm. They lose, uh, they lose one of their offensive linemen, Dwayne Brown, as well. So now the rumor floating around, because the Seahawks are going to need bodies at running back. Right. Uh, I've seen CJ Anderson's name pop up. Robert Turbin. I've seen Robert Turbin's name pop up. But the most interesting name that has popped up 
Could Beast Mode be back in Seattle? I, I mean, apparently, I mean, Rappaport had, had tweeted that out, that uh, he's going to Seattle to, to meet with the Seahawks, and they need it, man. Like, they, they've lost their top three running backs in the last three weeks, you know? Yeah. I, I, well, yeah, I mean, which, losing, losing which, Rashad Penny a couple weeks ago, right. now Chris Which, Carson. by the way, doesn't excuse Tyler Lockett giving you nothing yeah, I don't know what happened yesterday, there. whatever. But, um, yeah, man, like, injuries the last couple of weeks have been brutal, and we hate to see it, but... I mean, the Seahawks are, I mean, this is this is a potential number one seed in the NFC, am I right? Uh, yeah, I mean, look, if they if the Seahawks win, if they beat the 49ers next week, yeah. they're the one seed. Right. You know, like, that's so, it. But, and, but, like, boy, I tell you, they're, they're going to come and beat the hell. Yeah. Uh, so. I mean, I guess from a football perspective, they get that game at home, which is sort of an advantage because it's just so hard to play up there. you got to be feeling good as a Niners fan, though. Um, I mean, look, yeah, I am, I am good. cautiously optimistic, man. Look, yeah. as long as Russell Wilson is still breathing, like, you can't really count that team out. So, But, okay, so the question is, if you are, if you are playing, let's say you're playing a daily slate, right? Or yeah. you are one of those sociopaths playing Week 17, and Marshawn Lynch is out there. If he comes back, if he signs, let's say... What, it's, it's Monday morning right now, right? If he signs in the next 12 to 36 hours, do you put in a claim? Hell yeah, why not? <laughs> why not? I mean, I, mean, I, I don't know if he's going to do the like top claim, but he'll be up years, there. And he's going against a 49er defense. I mean, I know the Niner defense has kind of gotten shredded the last few weeks. Marshawn Lynch. <sighs> he know, he knows the the system. Yeah. I don't think he's. I don't think it's gonna feel like he's been gone. Two yeah, I mean, years. I mean, who, you know, who knows? Like, I mean, that, that that's gonna be <laughs> tough. I, I'm I'm guessing they wouldn't get, give him 25 carries. Um, so, I but it like, would be pretty. It would be pretty funny that like in week 17, 2019, you're flexing Marshawn Lynch in your fantasy championship. I'm totally gonna make this a Twitter poll too because I'm curious to see like how this uh, how this. How I mean, this you want to go with Travis Homer? I mean, not really. <laughs> I know. But, I mean, you know, he's at least played football more recently yeah. than, than Marshawn Lynch. Yep. Um, on the other side of that game, uh, Kyler Murray had a hamstring injury. He ended up leaving the game. We yep. saw uh, uh, Hundley, uh, Brett yeah, Hundley come Brett in Hundley. and play, play the second half of that game. What does this mean? I, I mean, look, I, I don't know if this means anything big because what? Who you start? I mean, hell, you're not starting Brett Hundley, right? No, I mean, and, and I mean, Christian Kirk was was you just know, non-existent. I mean, Fitzgerald almost had two touchdowns in that game. Yeah, but the Cardinals' pass attack, I mean, was was not effective from a fantasy perspective at all. Kenyon Drake, geez, I mean, you want to talk about a league winner? That guy, two weeks in a row, ha- has carried you. I mean, he's been tremendous, tremendous. Got banged up a little bit in the game, came back in, and you know, it's funny because like. That was the guy that everyone in the industry was like, he's not a featured back. And in Miami, he couldn't be a featured back. He was losing carries to Frank Gore last year. And they come in this year, I mean, he was losing. Caleb Balage. I mean, <laughs> you know, that, and that guy, that guy looked horrible. Right. He goes to Arizona, suddenly this guy, he, he did have like a three or four week stretch where he wasn't very good. That he was kind of mediocre. But he finished off on fire, which basically stamps David Johnson's ticket out of Arizona for next year. And oh, by the way, Buccaneers, you better be looking uh, at, D- at David Johnson. But next, uh, you know, if you're playing in Week 17, like what Cardinals can you trust? Not named Kenyon Drake. None, especially if there's no Kyler. None. It's funny you talk about the guys who maybe you know had big weeks in Week 16. Some of the guys who flopped in Week 16. You could have put together a really solid lineup with just guys who have declared their freedom from Adam Gase, right? Uh, <laughs> Ryan Tannehill had a really nice day. Devontae Parker had like 20, 22 points. Kenyon Drake obviously had a huge day. Mike Gesicki yep. had a huge day. Just those four guys there probably would have taken you a long way toward winning a championship. In I, I tweeted this out yesterday because d- during the middle of my frustration. Say that Marcus and I were playing in a final, okay? Marcus had, going into the weekend, he had Deshaun Watson... Nick Chubb, Joe Mixon, New Hopkins, Tyler Lockett, DJ Moore, and Darren Waller. Okay? Mm-hmm. That's solid. That's a good team. Yeah. Going into the week. I started Daniel Jones, DeAndre Washington, Miles Gaskins, Tajay Sharp, Hunter Renfro, Deshaun Hamilton, and Caden Smith. Who's going to win? Marcus would have been favored by 700. Do I know <laughs> what I know now? In reality, <laughs> right? <laughs> in reality, that crap team that I just rolled off would have crushed all those studs. And we are supposed to predict this stuff accurately on a regular basis. 
Yeah. Oh, I mean, I always tell people. It was that. It was bananas. Predicting the future is hard. Yeah, it and is. Uh, it, this job has given me a newfound respect for for weathermen, for, yeah. for meteorologists. Well, let's see. In Southern California, it's pretty easy. Uh, Southern I mean, California yes. weather. I mean, come on. I mean, yes. It's sunny at it's, seventy. It's gonna be. Uh, it's gonna be warm and sunny. Although, by the way, it's rain, man. The power was out like almost my entire drive into work today too. Uh, it's kind of like the Cowboys' offense last night. <laughs> Stupid team. Sorry. Uh, when do yeah. pitchers and catchers report? What are you going to do? I mean, why, why wouldn't you take Amari Cooper off the field and uh, maybe the biggest play of, of the season for you? Just so. awful. There Anyways, okay. Uh, last bit of news. Uh, Dwayne Haskins injured his ankle in uh, Washington's game against the New York football Giants on Sunday. He X-rays was balling too, He was man. playing really well. Like this is, And I, I had written uh, in my Tired Wired column, right, that – Okay, look, I, I'm not going. I wasn't going to try and push a narrative that you could start Dwayne Haskins, but I said it was going to be interesting to watch him because this was going to be a maybe as favorable a matchup he was going to have all season long, right? And if if we're talking about him next year as maybe a two quarterback league guy or a potential you know weekly streamer when the matchup is right, you want to know that he can take advantage of good matchups. And until he got hurt, he was taking advantage of a good matchup. By the way, you want to hear another crazy stat? If you combined Dwayne Haskins' fantasy points with Case Keenum's fantasy points, just about the same as Lamar Jackson. So, you have so to the take, Redskins quarterbacks. You have to take two people to combine. Who, but, but think, I mean, Haskins was well on his way to having 25. Right. And Daniel Jones has five touchdowns. I was going against um, Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews in, mm, in the league. And when that. I first looked, it was like one point, And I was like, wow, the Browns actually look like they're going to. I was so excited. You, it's the Browns. I know. I just thought that. I thought I was like, I had Chubb. I had Ertz. I had Russell Wilson. I was like, oh, I'm, I had Michael Thomas who got me 30. Ugh. And I still got crushed. If there's a more disappointing franchise this season than the Cowboys, it's the Browns. It's the Browns. Man. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I remember talking to people about that, you know, and how you have to sort of eliminate that that sort of whole culture of losing. Mm-hmm. Cleveland couldn't do it even with all the players that they brought in. Well, look, I, I said before the season that the one reason I was hesitant about the Browns is because... Freddie Kitchens. I just wasn't sure Freddie Kitchens was yeah. ready for it yet. Like, I mean, this is a guy who went from being the running backs coach last year to offensive coordinator to head coach. And it's like, that just seems like a big, yeah. big uh, promotion in a short amount of time. And uh, yeah, it just, it just seems Do you think they give him another chance? No, no. he's done. You know, here's the thing. I thought a couple weeks ago maybe they would. That maybe, hey, look, let's let's give him another chance to try to figure it out. But now you've got guys like open, openly mutinying on the sideline. Uh, reports that, you know, you got... Reports that your two best wide receivers are saying, come get me. Mm. That seems kind of to Yeah, uh, I mean, right? the, Brown, the, the Browns do have a conundrum, too, because I believe they're still paying Hugh Jackson, and then they would still have to pay Freddie Kitchens and bring in a new coach. Yeah. But, hey, you know what? <clears throat> you got to appease the fan base, right? They're not going to stand for Freddie Kitchens being the coach there next year. No. I think Rivera would be a good fit there because he's a guy who is, it was, you know, he's a player's coach. He's had success in this league, uh, got to a Super Bowl. Maybe. We'll see. We'll see. Of course, uh, Baker Mayfield's still going to be your quarterback. Yeah, well, I mean, that's a whole other conversation. That'll be an interesting offseason conversation to have, too, about what uh, what's up with Baker Does Mayfield. Baker Mayfield get drafted in fantasy next year? Nope. <laughs> that's that. nope. We, I had him fifth or sixth this year. Nope. I mean, we all did. Yeah, no, he's not. Uh, he's definitely not going to get drafted. Crazy. If he does, it's it literally is end of, end of draft dart throw. I mean, I think about the guys who are not going to get drafted. Tom Brady won't get drafted next year. Tom Brady's year. not going to get drafted yeah. next year. Not get drafted either. Yeah, I mean, you know. There you so, go. Um, by the way, I did put the poll out there on Twitter. Uh, so, the uh, if the Seahawks sign Marshawn Lynch, would you consider him a waiver wire ad slash slash DFS play in Week 17? Uh, your options are about that action boss or Nabra. Yeah. Uh, so I will. Uh, by the time we get to the end of this podcast, I will sort of pay off what the. Uh, what the consensus vote on that is. All right, there you go. That's pretty much everything you need to know. Well, that was the news. All right. Looking at week 16, just wrapping this up. And uh, for those of you who have won a fantasy championship or projected to win a fantasy championship, congratulations Congrats. to you. Well done. Uh, Merry I Christmas. Know I know there's still one more game to be played, which, you know, the funny part about this is, uh, and our pal Mike Florio tweeted this out, uh, Mike Boone 
is going to play a significant role in people winning championships. I know. This is a guy that people, most people probably didn't even know his name until Dude. earlier this week. I started, <laughs> last I started him in three leagues, and two of them, well, the one that I need 72, which is not going to happen, uh, and, and a couple of others. Because when I saw the report that Madison was not expected to play, I'm like, I'm, I'm all my chips to the middle of the table, I'm right. going in on Mike Boone as a flex starter. I, I don't know if it's going to matter for me, but, I mean, he should get all the touches against a defense that's not been great against running backs. Yeah, so we'll see. Um, so there you go. By the way, uh, I was like, we'll talk about it a little bit later. No, I'll throw it out there now. Uh, you mentioned uh, Kalen Balaj. <laughs> and I feel like... Did he a- sign with an XFL team? Uh, not yet, not, at least not that I'm aware of. He will be. He'll be the number one pick. Actually, it'll be Antonio Brown... Who, by the way, is even going more bananas now music than ever before. He's crazy. He's making music He's videos. He's loco. It's, uh, it's going to be Antonio Brown, then, well, maybe Josh Johnson will go. Like, <laughs> it's, it's, he's making music videos. Yeah. Uh, that's funny. But, no, I was saying, so yesterday, Melvin Gordon pulled what, what I think we should start calling the ballage. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Nine carries, 15 yards, two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Like we have to make this a thing, and like you know, sort of like the you know the Mendoza line in baseball. We need we need the ballage, the ballage in fantasy football, where you get like a bunch of carries, not a whole lot of yards, and somehow you find your way into the end zone and end up having like a decent fifteen fantasy zone. yards on the ground, thirty two as a receiver, and twenty two point seven fantasy points. Yeah. That's efficiency right there. That is man. Oops. At least the rushing part of it is totally the ballage. <laughs> um, so there you go. All right, so let's look at some of the big disappointments of Week sixteen. I we, bro- we, how long are we going to go here? I haven't broken down by category. We'll talk about a few of them. You can pick the one who is maybe the biggest disappointment of them all. Yeah. Uh, so let's start a quarterback, right? Dak Prescott, who you kind of, I guess, give him a little bit of a pass because he was hurt, right? I mean, he had a shoulder issue. He, he didn't look like he was hurt, um, and he, he, did, he did have the issue of his wide receivers not, not catching, catching the anything. damn ball. Right. Amari. I mean, um, Amari Cooper could have been naked at the North Pole and he couldn't catch a cold yesterday. No, no. Um, (laughs) That's what it was. So Dak Prescott, Jameis Winston, who had been on fire and then went Jameis on you at the worst possible time. Yeah, yeah. Russell Wilson, who you talked about, just sort of gave you a nothing burger against the Cardinals. And Deshaun Watson, who on paper had a great, who maybe had the best matchup at all on paper. Dude, I I go back to like my starts and sits quarterback. If you flipped him, I would have been dead on. I got I, I literally everything went wrong. Everything went wrong. <laughs> e- nobody liked Goff. Nobody liked Brady. Nobody liked Allen. Right. Okay. I had Fitzpatrick right. Uh, you know Russell Wilson, who had he went he like did the opposite of what he typically does. Right. In past years, he will have a very slow start, and then in the second half, gangbusters. Right. This year, he had a really fast start. Second half of the season, he went into the tank. So and and I feel like Russell's the biggest disappointment out of all of them because the matchup was just so good. It was so good. You know, the thing about Russell Wilson is that he really just faded down the stretch. Big time. He just faded down the stretch. Um, I mean, this is a guy who played really well the early part of the season, and then when you needed him the most late season fantasy playoffs, he had, what, the one good game in the fantasy playoffs? And, and, and it was barely, it was okay. It was, was, our, it was decent. Kinda, yeah, he gave you, what, the 19 points? Yeah, 19 uh, against it's the okay. Panthers. It's, it's, other it's than decent. that, I mean, what? Week 10 against the Niners, he gave you 16. Yeah. Against the Eagles, he gave you nine and a half. Terrible. He gave you bare, just under 17 against the Vikings. Meh. 10 against the Rams, and then 10 yeah. against the Cardinals. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Frustrating. What's funny is that I actually won one of the two leagues I won. He was my quarterback, and I had Josh Allen on the bench. Yeah. And then another league against Colleen, <laughs> Colleen, who's whipping my ass, and the Cowboys lost to her Eagles, too. Um, <laughs> I, I started. I started Winston over Josh Allen in that one too. Uh, oh, Connie Fox and against Amber Theo Harris, who's already beaten me. My two quarterbacks in that league, as I mentioned, were Dak and Jameis Winston. Mm. So if I'm can, picking Ricky Holly, can you see the disappointment in my face? Yeah, yeah. So I'm not going to get over this until Christmas Eve, like you know, when we're like, all right, it's over now. You know, holiday spirit. Right now. I am scrooging like crazy. I'm mad too. We're, we all are. There's so many people that are mad because nobody could have predicted this. Nobody. It was, it's it's le- it's legitimately the craziest fantasy. There is there is there is a saying season. in the industry, and it's called trust the process. Trust the process. You can't freaking trust the process. Well, the you process can follow, was, you can follow the process. The process was right, but you can't trust it. It's almost like this is a game of chance. Yeah, I know we don't like to say that out loud, but. 
One, know, one of my pals, uh, Chris Wirtz, who's a producer here, he always he's a big Cowboys fan too, so we're both bitter. Um, but he always says, you know, you have the hardest job in the industry because you are you have no chance to be right more than oh no sixty yeah, percent of the time. Most of the time, I know. Yeah, you're most of the time. I mean, uh, the analysis is right. Right. What happens is sort of you know up up in the air. So I guess if I'm picking though the biggest quarterback disappointment, I'm going to Sean Watson. No, I. I it's hard because I, I I had those two guys back to back this week in the top five. Right, Watson. Yeah, but but see, like this is why. Like okay, and I had this conversation too uh, with with our pal researcher Matt Frederick, who uh, Watson's rookie year. If you remember his rookie year, he was bananas. Like he was on pace to have the best fantasy season of all time that rookie year. He was he went nuts. This year, he would give you thirty, then he'd give you twelve. Then he gave you 25, then he gave you 11. This is how his season started, okay? Then he had 41, 25, good. Then 15, not good. 22, 19, okay. Down the stretch, he had those two big games, but he also had a, he had three points against the freaking Ravens. That one killed you. He killed you yesterday against the Buccaneers of all teams. Nine points. Week before, 16 against Tennessee. That's not good. <laughs> it's not good. I would have been better off streaming quarterbacks. In the second half of the year. I, Ryan Fitzpatrick was a league winner. Yeah. Look at Fitzpatrick's yeah. numbers. He was awesome. I, mean, I feel like we kind of saw that from like, you know, we week, saw, but, but week who, 10 or 11. But who saw, was bold enough to play him though, Marcus? In, That's what I'm saying. In August, you would have been laughed off the internet for suggesting such a thing. Here's, here's Ryan Fitzpatrick's numbers, okay, in the last like month or so. All right. Now he gave you, what, four touchdown passes against the Bengals. He gave you 31. Week before, 20. Week before against the Jets, 14, not great. Two weeks previous, he had 26 and 23. Right. Yeah? No. I, I 20 plus points in that game. I didn't have one. him anywhere, but I, I would have hedged, and I don't know that I would have. I had him in one league. I won that league too. So, so I won the league with Ryan Fitzpatrick. That's cool. And, and where I had Dak and Jameis Winston, I got my rear end handed to me. All right. Uh, yeah. Look at the running backs, right, for the big disappointments. Joe Mixon, who. Yeah. Had a uh, had a touch of the bubble guts. Had a little bit of the flu going into uh, the game. The the the, the mud. Yeah, he had, he, had, he had the mud butt. <laughs> um, actually, I don't know. He might have just had like the sniffles. I'm not sure. But uh, I, I, I mean, I didn't want to say it. Marcus did. I but love it. uh, it's so but yeah, he was not feeling great and <laughs> gave you like nine points basically. When I uh, saw that report come out, I'm like, oh, he's gonna bust. Oh, James, he's gonna bust. James White, who was like the bane of Ricky Hollywood's fantasy squad pretty much all year long. I feel like you never figured him out, Ricky. Like I don't think anybody did. I don't think the Patriots figured <laughs> like, him out. Like I feel like when you sat him, he had big games. When you started him, and what's funny too is like his schedule was like among the best. Right. For running yeah. backs down the stretch. He had that one big game against Houston, I believe. I had him and Sony Michelle. Ended up dropping Sony Michelle. I, it was just, ugh. <laughs> I don't want to talk about him. So he he did not have a great game on Saturday against the Bills. Uh, and then there's Nick Chubb, who you could sort of see it coming, but at the same time, like his biggest game of the year came I against know. the Ravens. That was without Kareem. That was without Kareem Hunt. Yeah. I, see, like, the running back position could end up getting pretty deep next year. Because if if Kareem Hunt goes to another team where he's a starter, right. hell, he's probably drafted ahead of Nick Chubb or right right around the same spot. Right. I mean, that you know, David Johnson. We'll talk about him as well. But I mean, if you look at the numbers, though, like Nick Chubb, once Kareem Hunt came back, I mean, he was good, but he wasn't great. They were about even. Fantasy, I mean, in, terms in PPR, of their yes, sir. Yeah, I mean, because that, well, that was sort of what kept Kareem Hunt afloat was his ability to catch the football because exactly. he wasn't getting enough carries, he wasn't picking up enough rushing yards, but his catches sort of kept him on par with Nick Chubb. Uh, I think for a while he might have been outscoring Chubb. I don't know if it if it ends that way. So Kareem Hunt's first game back was what Buffalo week t- was it week, week 10, ten? Yes, right. So Chubb had fourteen, then he had nine, then he had the twenty five against the Dolphins, then he had eight, then he had twelve, not good, then he had twenty three against Arizona, and this week four and a half. So Nick Chubb killed you. Like he he may have gotten you to the playoffs, but right. he burned you. He burned you, and, and like I, that was the one thing that I feel like we were worried about when Kareem Hunt came back. That you know Nick Chubb was going to lose out on the pass catching opportunities, right. and he obviously did. And, and he did big time. I mean, he had 58 yards receiving in a game against Miami, but the Dolphins are terrible. Uh, I mean, other than that, he didn't do anything as a pass catcher, honestly. Yeah, no, I mean, once Kareem Hunt came no, back, Kareem Hunt pretty much took all that opportunity away. So hopefully, Kareem Hunt's on a new team next year, and that means Nick Chubb is the true featured back. Yeah. I think my big disappointment, though, is probably, I guess it would be James White out of that group. What about Connor? James Connor, I, I left him off just because he got hurt again. And I know, but that, of it. 
That See, like, so that's going to be an interesting one, too, because James Conner, God bless him. I'm not going to say anything bad about the guy. He came back from cancer. God just, bless he's him. He's just struggled to he's stay healthy. He's not durable. He's just struggled to stay healthy. He's not I durable mean, at yeah, all, man. It just is what it is. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that was frustrating, especially if you if you had James Conner because <clears throat> you just kept waiting for him to come back. And when yeah. he did come back, he would never make it through a full game. Yeah. Uh, and so you would start him, and then you would wouldn't get any production out of him just because he he just wasn't yep. surviving the game. So, uh, all right. So the wide receivers, <sighs> man, there's not a bigger one than Nuke. You sure? Because there's Amari Cooper, bro. He was playing the Bucks, and there's DJ Chark, bro. He was <laughs> playing the Nuke. Nuke Hopkins was the number one wide receiver drafted in fantasy leagues this season. Trust me, I know. Yes, like, I, I, I mean, and he and to to do that against the Buccaneers, dude. <sighs> The, the 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 offensive lineman that scored a touchdown for Buffalo had almost as many fantasy points as Nuke Hopkins. Nuke had what seven seven points something like that seven, seven and, and change. Yeah. The offensive freaking lineman from the Bills who caught that touchdown pass against Deion, the Patriots. Deion Dawkins had well, I mean, he, he had six points and a catch of seven. Yeah, right. He had almost as many points as Nuke freaking Hopkins. Yeah, I just. I, Nuke was so frustrating to me this year because I spent a first round, a late first round pick on him yeah. in a couple of leagues. And it was like early on, he wasn't scoring touchdowns, which was annoying and frustrating. Then he started to pick things up in the middle of the season. And then sort of when you wanted him to, to really turn it on, he just didn't. Yeah. And just, ugh, man. I'm, fr- I'm just <laughs> sorry. I'm just, I know. Like, I'm in my feelings right now. I know. It's a fr- <laughs> it, it was a frustrating season. Because, you know, a lot of times you lean on these stud guys, and you were right to do it, but they just, it just didn't. didn't I, it just didn't like, happen. You know, the matchups look so great, and you're thinking, oh, Russell and Tyler Lockett and Nuke and Watson, and oh, man. It's- I guess I should put Tyler Lockett on this list, too, right? Because he might actually be the biggest disappointment. He had what, one catch for like no, six did, yards, eight yards, something like that? Did nothing. Did nothing. <sighs> and, and honestly, he had one. He had that game against Carolina, and that was it in the last month. Yeah, I, I, Tyler Lockett actually might supersede all these guys. Um because he just, he just really let you down in a huge yeah. twelve yards, one catch, twelve yards. He had like eight targets. And I mean, if you think about it too, they were behind, so you would think game script would They'd determine throwing, throwing the, football. the football, especially when all of their running backs got hurt and they were they were giving the ball to Homer. I was excited at that point. I was like, oh, Russell Wilson's going to start slinging it. I have him. It's going to be great. And I had the same thing with the Cowboys with Dak. I'm thinking, all right, all right, we're down. Now you got to throw the ball. Man, we by are, the way, we are we are just also we are all negative. All three of us, just we like, are ah. just taking the party down. Man. Also, Seahawks couldn't get Jacob Hollister a touchdown. You couldn't get your tight end a touchdown. He had a decent game, but it would have been nice <sighs> to get him a touchdown. I thought he scored a touchdown early in the game. I'm no, like, hey, and it was some other dude. Hey, yeah. it's what's your Nick Belore? Whatever, which was his only catch all game. By the way, yeah. it was a three yard touchdown. Yeah, thanks for nothing. Um. All right, let's 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 flip it on the good side, right? Let's talk about some league-winning surprises, like guys who came out of nowhere who potentially won your league. <laughs> I'm looking at the quarterbacks. Right? Like, look at the, nobody started these guys. Daniel Jones, he Andy was, Dalton. He was my sleeper last week, but I mean, in traditional leagues, no one's playing him. Nobody's playing. And two Daniel QB Jones. superflex, okay. Andy Dalton, two QB superflex, okay. Derek Carr against the Chargers? Hell no. Well, I mean, it was sort of a home game for the Raiders. It was. <laughs> like, they got a better send-off there than they did at their actual and, and home stadium. I, <laughs> I know. It's a joke, dude. That, um, that is a joke. But Daniel Jones, who not only went out and threw five touchdowns and got the Giants a win, but then was out playing flip cup with, like, Eli Manning yeah, like, later on. Like, you that, know what? I that, wake up, I see that all over my timeline. That performance, like, it, he is going to be the maybe the biggest sleeper quarterback in fantasy football. People are going to remember that if he has a good finish to the season. People are going to remember that. He could run with the football. He's got a year of experience under his belt. (laughs) And he's going to get overdrafted. Well, I don't know about that. But, like, I mean, mean, he's going to have Shepard, Tate, Evan Ingram, and Saquon Barkley, and Darius Slayton. Is he also going to have fumble thumbs next year? Well, hopefully they do something. (laughs) Hey, Tom Coughlin doesn't have a job, right? So you bring Tom Coughlin back in. Uh, You get him with Tiki Barber. You uh, fix that fumble problem. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I'll let I'll let that be somebody else's worry next year. Um, yeah, I mean Daniel Jones obviously the biggest surprise, but like you're right, nobody David or Derek Carr is like the one guy that somebody like might have possibly. You think maybe. against the Chargers really? Well, more than Jones or Dalton, yeah. sure. <sighs> All right, <laughs> I, we, moving on. You know what? We're gonna have a new a new drinking game on this show. 
every time Marcus sighs, you got to drink. No, because there's been multiple. Someone today. might, someone might die. Yeah, seriously. Like I don't, I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to put someone's liver and life in jeopardy. That's not fair. All right, running backs. I mean, I feel like Kenyon Drake is the runaway winner here. Yeah. But Ronald Jones, who everybody pretty much gave up on, right? I remember, I asked it last week on the podcast, right? And the matchup was great. I was like, hey, the matchup was good against the Houston Texans. Would you think about And you and Graham, like, just cut me off and immediately were like, no. <laughs> like, and I'm not mad. Like, I understand. I, I, I totally understand it, right? And so then, of course, Ronald Jones goes out and has a really nice game. I could, yeah, I mean, it's Texans. like... I'm so mad at this next name on your list. It's like so <laughs> Rex, If you think about it, Rex Burkhead broke the hearts of many people. Not only those who didn't start him or pick him up, but those who played Sony Michelle for a lot of the season. Or James White. Yes. Yeah. Bellatrix... It sort of goes hand The Marcus Grant trademark was back in full effect. Oh, man. Ah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Drink. Another one. There's another Drink. one. Rex Burkhead, though, right? I mean, look, the week before, you understood because it was it was a revenge game against the Bengals. This just sort of came out of nowhere. Because, like, especially once once Julian Edelman got hurt and had to leave the field for a while, you felt like it was going to be all about James White for a while. Yep. And it wasn't. It was Rex Burkhead. Yeah. By the way, I'm going to have our researchers do this, and I'll write a column about it in the offseason. Revenge game points versus that player's average points per game in non-revenge game. Ryan Fitzpatrick is the greatest revenge game player in the history well, of fantasy so football. I haven't calculated what the new total is, but last week, going into the game uh, on Sunday, on his 2019 revenge tour, he had averaged just a shade under 18 fantasy points per game. And now, it's, it's going to be, be way up. up. Jared Cook had a bananas game, revenge game against the Titans. A lot of people don't even remember that's where he started his career. Yeah, long but time ago. Th- so he had a big game, too. I don't think Matt Prater had a good game. <laughs> well, the Lions did. I'd have to, I'd have to look, I'd have to look at that one. By the way, Broncos defense, thanks for nothing. Yeah. Yeah, they really couldn't do much against I was just going to say that. that. I thought that that was a shoo-in with, with I Blau. did, too. Yeah. yeah here, so, so funny, quick story, real funny. Jerry Cantrell is in the finals of the Allison Chains League, right? Um, and, you know... He comes to me for counsel, and I said, my top streaming defenses this week are the Broncos and the Colts. And Rich Eisen, who is not even in the playoffs, didn't even make the playoffs, for some reason or another, picked up the Broncos. And so Jerry had never thrown a rule out there that said that you can't do that. that. So he couldn't do anything about it. So he says, what do I do? I said, pick up the Colts. Hey, that worked out. He's going to win. That worked out. He's going to win. Look at that. So Merry Christmas, Jerry. Thank you, Naheem Hines. Yeah. Um. All right. Oh, wait, Prater? Nah, he didn't have a good game. No. All right. Let's I'm, I'm, I'm back on my revenge game. Thing. All right, so the surprise wide receivers for the week. Five Tyler points. Boyd had a huge, had a nice I, day. I had him I had him in stardom and sit him. That was one All of the right. ones that, that I got right. All that right. was a good matchup. Steven Sims. Didn't have him. Who has, I think, touchdowns in back-to-back games didn't at have the him. end of the season. Tajay Sharp. Didn't who, have like, him. You always forget about Tajay Sharp, and then out of nowhere he appears. Like I think I tweeted that back in October, and then I forgot about him again, and he scored a touchdown yep. uh, on Sunday. And then Hunter Renfro, first game back, had been hurt, comes back, has a huge game for the Raiders. Nobody um, saw it coming. Nobody saw that coming. Yeah, the he, honestly, some of the biggest games of the week went to guys that are on the waiver wire. Yeah, I, their mamas don't even own them. Absolutely. Okay, in fantasy, absolutely leagues. They don't. Um, Tyler, I don't know Tyler Boyd. It's another. Yeah, I know it's another one. Like <laughs> that's why. That's why I'm like saying like I don't. I don't I'm advocate drunk. this. <laughs> I don't advocate this game at all. I'm like, drunk. I don't I advocate it. this I love game it, man. at all. New drinking game. The Marcus Grant Psy game. I love it. you literally will be hungover before <laughs> noon. Like, don't, don't do Get this. Get the eggnog ready. Um, what? I mean, who's the biggest of that group? Tajay Sharp? Because nobody, nobody knew him. Nobody I, 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 well, Steven a lot of people were, were leaning on A.J. Brown, who didn't have the best game in the world. He had one long run for a touchdown if and I, a couple of catches. It, it, I mean, I'm not surprised at Boyd. I like Boyd. I mean, I didn't think he was going to have that big a game, but I liked him. But, I mean, it's a coin toss. I mean, honestly, Renfro coming off the injury, playing against the Chargers in it. I guess it was a home game for the Raiders. But um, Just because the Chargers Yeah, I mean, the Saints aren't, aren't as good on the road. It, but Steven Sims, I mean, no, I mean, the, Steven Sims, uh, that, that sounds like a guy who sells cars like, uh, you know, in, in a used car lot somewhere. Steven Sims Toyota. Ex- right, exactly. <laughs> right? I mean, <laughs> I yeah. I mean, we thought maybe Terry McLaurin could, we thought maybe Terry McLaurin could have a nice day. But <sighs> he was <Steven> decent. <sighs> nah. No, that was on purpose. Like, that one was definitely, <laughs> that was. McLaurin wasn't terrible, though. Yeah. 
Oh man, um, yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't terrible. All right. So I, I picked a handful of guys with sort of like what nows, right? Either because they started the season, or they started the the end of the season well, or into the season poorly. By chance, they all happen to be running backs, just because we're always trying to figure out running backs. So Saquon Barkley was kind of meh for a long part of the year, at least for the, the draft price you spent on him, right? I mean, this is a guy who was the number one overall pick in a lot of leagues, certainly top two or three in just about every league. Really didn't give you that level of production until the last two weeks, weeks 15 and 16. Yeah. Now, if you made it to the playoffs with Saquon, you Congrats. probably won because, I mean, he went bananas and gave you, what, 40 points this past week? Yep. Yeah. I assume he's still a top three pick. He's top year. two. Right. It's going to be him and McCaffrey. McCaffrey go one. Saquon's going to go two. Right? Yeah. Who's going to go ahead of him? I mean, well, maybe Zeke. Yeah, I know we talked about Dalvin Cook, but right? just his, Dalvin his Cook is, proneness to I love to Dalvin. Injury, he's not durable. Just, just his inability five. to get through 16 games makes it hard yeah. to, to do that. And so. I know saying that because Saquon injured his, you know, had the high ankle, but I mean, that was kind of a freak thing. So Yeah. So I felt I felt like this was an easy one, right? He's still yep. he's still a top three pick. Yeah. So even if you're frustrated, I understand. But Kamara by the seventh round, you think? Kamara's <laughs> gonna be a first round pick. Yeah, I think. he will be. He will be. I think people are frustrated. You're like, and I put this out on Twitter, and I got a lot of I'm not touching him before the third round. I'm waiting until the fifth round, and I feel like that's just the hurt talking. Like that's you know that's the pain and the hurt you have that's talking right now. I think by the time we get to August, people will be like, all right, I can see him as a late first-round pick. I get it. So um, He will. First-round pick. So Todd Gurley's future. After the Rams lost to the Niners on Saturday, Mike Silver had a piece for NFL.com where he talked to Sean McVay and just kind of got his feelings on the Rams season because they are not going to the playoffs this year. And part of it was about some major changes that could be coming for the Rams next season. One of them that he mentioned was, a Silver mentioned, was that Wade Phillips might not be there as a defensive coordinator. The other is that the Rams could try to find a way to get out from underneath Todd Gurley and his contract. Why do I feel like we always say that when a big name running back signs a big contract? Immediately. And at one point or another, maybe it's, Later in that season or the following season, teams are trying to get out of it. Well, especially if that guy's not performing well. Well, well, and I know it's not credit. totally on Gurley. Give him credit. Out of his last six games, he was pretty damn good in all but one. I know Baltimore, not, he didn't do anything against Baltimore. Right. But, I mean, from a, a fantasy perspective. do stuff against Baltimore. Right. From a fantasy perspective, I mean, he had a touchdown in four straight games, at least one touchdown in four straight games. Well, and some of it's not... On him, right? A lot of it was his usage. They, they didn't give just, him the ball. They didn't give him the ball for yeah. long stretches, especially in the first half of the season. Back half of the year, when he was getting his normal touches, or at least what we're considering normal, he looked sort of like the Todd Gurley we're McVay's, used to seeing. McVay's strategy failed miserably. Yes. Because, well, number one, the Rams didn't make the playoffs. But, you know, number two, do you think there's maybe some bad blood now? You know? Between, I mean, I mean, I mean, I guess Gurley's getting paid, so maybe he doesn't even care. But I mean, I think he cares. I think he wants the ball and he wants to try to win. So who knows what's going to happen with him? So, but I, I'm I'm starting to think where. Look, if Todd Gurley's on the open market, lots of teams are going to want. Right. Maybe yeah. not. Maybe not at it's the not same. Like he's asking an old price. dude either. I no. mean, you know, maybe not at the same asking price, but a lot of teams are going to want Todd Gurley. Yeah. If he lands in the right spot. Like, I know you've talked about David Johnson. And, like, hey, let's, let's lump David Johnson in here, too, right? Yeah. Because, as you mentioned, he's probably gone in, in Arizona at this point. If he lands Another in the right guy spot, with the contract, you know, yeah. Like, if he goes to a Tampa, right, either one of these guys, say, with the Bucks next year, are they first-round picks? No, but I, I top top three picks. Uh, top three rounds, excuse okay. me. Okay. Without question. Johnson knows the offense. Mm-hmm. His best seasons came under Bruce Arians in Arizona. I get it. He's an older guy now than he was right. when uh, when Arians was in Arizona, but he hasn't had a whole lot of work in the last couple of years, man. So maybe he gives you one year where he's you know where where he's pretty solid. David Johnson, mm-hmm. Gurley. I mean, who who knows? Who knows? I mean, I'm trying to think of where he could go. Like like Todd Gurley in say Houston, that'd be fun. What about Melvin Gordon? I mean, that Melvin Gordon's another one where, like, you're not right. sure where he's going to end up either. I mean, I don't think he's going to be with the Chargers. They were pretty sure pay he's him. not going to be with the Chargers. He's not going to be with the Chargers. Austin Eckler could end up being a first-round pick. Right. Austin Eckler proved that he can so, be that guy, so I don't see why the Chargers would keep Melvin Gordon around. Yeah. 
Um, which is going to be interesting, right? So if you know David Johnson is a free agent, Melvin Gordon is a free agent, if Todd Gurley somehow, and if he and the Rams somehow part ways, um, that's some big potential names like that are transferring spots and yep. really shaking up fantasy drafts yep. this year. Yeah, no question about that. It's going to be very interesting to see what happens because there's going to be a lot of change. You know, now in this day and age in the National Football League, it wasn't always like that where there right. were so many players changing teams, but... The offseason is going to be very interesting right. in fantasy football. So very speaking of David Johnson leaving Arizona, that potentially opens the door for Kenyon Drake to yeah. come in there and be a workhorse back. I know that the folks in Arizona have said they'd like to keep him around and have him back next year. And with what he did down the stretch, I don't, you know, I don't see why they wouldn't make a play to, to hold on to him, which mm-hmm. begs the question, how high are we reaching for Kenyon Drake next year? Third round? Third round. That's, what I, that's my initial reaction is third round, something like that. Third round? I mean, uh, I mean, you know, he's obviously proven to be a good fit in Kingsbury's offense. They're going to run a lot of plays because of the offense uh, and, the, and that philosophy. So if he's a featured back, and we've seen Kenyon Drake do this in the past. There was, there was, uh, it was a couple of years ago he played the Dolphins. The Dolphins, like, a lot, a lot, all their running backs got hurt. And Drake ended up being the guy, and he was great. Second half of the year, I mean, he was averaging, like, 20 touches a game. He was bananas good. He was a league winner. Right. And then, you know, last year fell off. I don't know why they didn't give him the ball more. It was, you know, they gave it to Frank Gore. But he's proven in the past that he can do it. I don't know if he can do it for 16 games. Well, but he's he's got to be a third round pick. I feel like I feel like last year or this past season, a lot of people were on Kenyon Drake and wanted to be excited about him. It was just a situation of usage. Yeah, you just felt like they were never going to give him the ball, right? right. That like was a couple years ago when it looked like he was going to be the guy. Frank Gore came, comes in here and starts getting yep. all these carries. Yep. Then this past offseason, you think, okay, well, maybe this is the year yep. for Kenyon Drake to be the guy. And you heard all this hype about Kalen Balage, and, you know, the Dolphins just kept trying to make fetch happen yep. with Balage like, all season long, and that never really worked out. So maybe it was just about – okay, so here, here's – I almost sighed, but I, I held myself back because I, I just want to protect – I want to protect people. Just wait for it. Um, on the one hand – I want to see Kenyon Drake be a workhorse and get like a whole lot of carries and just be the guy, right? On the other hand, I flash back to what we said about Lamar Miller for all those years where it was like, yeah. I want to free Lamar Miller. I want him to go somewhere where he's going to get a whole bunch of carries and he can be a workhorse back and he'll be awesome. And then he went to Houston and they gave him all those carries and he was just meh. He was like RB2. Right. Yeah. So I, 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 do, I do have that, I, I have that flashback. Uh, and, I, and I have a little bit of that trauma with, with Kenyon Drake potentially being... We're, we're experiencing a lot of trauma on the show today. That's this for is, sure. Uh, well, what about cathartic. recency bias, though? Kenyon Drake... He's good! I, I feel like if if it continues for a little bit longer, right? people might reach higher than the third round. Oh, I think... I, I can see a scenario where we talk ourselves into Kenyon Drake in the second round, right? Like, all it's going to take is a couple of hype pieces in the offseason... Where somebody writes a hype piece about it, and the fantasy community kind of jumps on board, mm-hmm. and like suddenly you start all getting mock drafts, and suddenly it's called, sitting there in the second round. It's called the Cordero Patterson effect. Oh man, where he shows something, and then everyone in the industry is all over him. Hopefully, he doesn't finish like Cordero Patterson did. I remember Cordero Patterson was like one of my favorite. Sleeper, I think everyone liked him. He was doing commercials for NFL Fantasy, and then he went yeah. down the toilet, and nobody heard from him again. Well, it was also <laughs> because the big thing that helped Cordero Patterson, or hurt him as the case may be, was North Turner saying, oh, yeah, we've got like 10 plays in the playbook for him already. Yeah. And everybody, myself included, was like, oh, well, I'm in. And then I remember that first— And then we first, found out he couldn't run around. Well, I remember that first week— they ran an end around to him or like a jet sweep or something like that. His first game was good. First game, he had the jet sweep that he ran for like a 40-yard touchdown. And everybody on Fantasy Twitter, we all took a collective victory lap because we're like, this is it. Yep. It's happening. And I think that was the last we heard of Cordero Patterson. I will say this, though. I will say this. Um, as an industry and amongst us here, I think we did a damn good job with the preseason predictions. I think so. Like, we were all in on Godwin. Right. Right? I mean, I was all in on Kyler and Lamar. Right. We, I think we got those I, right I, as a there, group. there was a lot of guys I feel like we, you know what? Hey, pat on the back. Regular season's harder. Yeah. <laughs> the reg- well, you can see it. You can see it. Like, you can tell, like, you know, watching tape, watching players, seeing what they do. You can tell when a guy's ready to bust out. You can tell. Yeah. And just, uh, But then you get into the matchups every week, and it's the like— the matchups, you get, in, you get Which injuries. Atlanta defense is going to show up? All oh, the Bucks are good now. Like, what the hell's going on? All that kind of stuff. Yeah. 
Uh, by the way, quick note, uh, uh, injury note. Uh, Zach Ertz apparently has a rib injury. He took a shot in that he game. He is going to have tests today. I know he came back and played, but the several Eagles beat writers saying that he is going to have some tests today. So Oof. I'll tell you one thing. Something they are going to get. I don't know who they're going to play in the first round. Maybe it's going to be Seattle. For your ho- for your sake, not, I hope it is because that means the Niners get the number one seed. They're not going to play because the Cowboys are going to get into the playoffs. So the Eagles are going to be at home. So I don't really know what you're talking about. Done with you. I don't know what you're talking about. It really could happen. It really could happen. It's not going to happen. It, but the it's Eagles not, are so bad, We're going to lose too. to the Redskins. The team is done. They've quit. It's done. <laughs> you know what's going to happen is that, like, so let me, let me look up the schedule. I'm curious what the uh, what the times for the games are next week. Like, I wonder, are the, are the Cowboys and Eagles playing at the same time? I can look right next now. I'm looking, Cow- it up, I'm looking it up right now. The Cowboys are a 425 game. And the Eagles are a where are the Eagles at? They are a 425 game. It's NFC East versus NFC East. They're playing the Giants. I want to be watching Red Zone to watch both of them just vomit on their shoes at the same time, right? Just to vomit on because what if they both lose? The Cowboys go to the playoffs, right? No, isn't that how it works? If we both I no lose, idea. I have no idea what the tiebreakers are. Well, we tied. We tied. Who's sitting in that spot right now? Right now, the Eagles have. Right now, the Eagles are the division winners. Uh, going into the week. Got it. Okay, if so, they both lose, I so would think... So they both lose, the, then the Eagles, the Eagles are probably stay. The Eagles have to lose, the Cowboys have to win. Okay. All right. that, that, I mean, that's basically... All right. I just feel like that's I don't. Want, a, I'm not rooting for it. That's you can tell me, I, people I said I'm a bad fan. Listen, uh, and I don't, I don't want to hear the crap about being a freaking front runner. The Cowboys have been the most frustrating freaking franchise in the last 25 years. Maybe not in all sports, but pretty damn close. Of the teams that we're expected to do something. Mm. All right, don't give me Browns fans. You guys know you've been awful for three decades, Just right? That, that, that's what I'm saying. Like of the of the teams that, like, hey, this team has got a lot of talent. They're projected to do something. The Cowboys have been one of the most freaking frustrating because it's like, I'm especially. The, I can't remember. I was talking to a buddy of mine last night I, when the Cowboys were were one in fifteen and three and thirteen. I knew they sucked, so like I didn't care. <laughs> I knew they were bad. I knew they were building something, but I knew they were bad. This year they were good. The talent was there. It's just a reminder that your favorite team doesn't love you back. No, it does not, especially now, man. Jeez Louise. All right. So for you nut jobs that are playing Week 17, here's a few waiver wire names. Um, Keep an eye on Mark Ingram, who had a calf injury yesterday. I know he's getting tests, uh, so we'll see if he's available. And even if he's not, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if the Ravens, now that they have the number one seed locked up, if maybe they just hold Mark Ingram back. This is why I hate the Week 17 thing. This is absolutely why. Why? You, is Lam- why, why play Lamar Jackson this right. week? At, like right. even a little bit. And why if you have Lamar Jackson? Why? You you've had a great quarterback now arbitrarily in your biggest game. Like he may not be available. Like RG three might be a top ten play right. this week because Lamar Jackson might sit. But uh, keep an eye on Mark Ingram. So if he doesn't go, Justice Hill and or Gus Edwards are names to keep eye keep an eye on because they're going to get uh, a lot of run. Travis Homer and or <laughs> and or unnamed Seahawks running back. Right. Whether it is, as we mentioned, Robert Turbin or C.J. Anderson or just maybe Marshawn Lynch. Just maybe Marshawn Lynch. Which, by the way, uh, the poll right now um, with just about 2,800 votes. Wait, let me refresh this just so I can be as accurate as possible here. But uh, a lot of you have weighed in on this Marshawn Lynch poll that I put up here on Twitter.com. So yeah, 2,800 votes, 60.8% of you say, nah, bruh, uh, but 39.2% of you mm. say you're about that action, boss. Interesting. So, uh, you know, I By like the way, the don't go out and pick up RG3. I was kidding. I love, I love the optimism. Um, I, mean, I put Steven Sims on this list. Yeah, I mean, you know, why not? He's played a couple of nice games late in the season. Uh, very curious to see whether or not it's going to be Dwayne Haskins or Case Keenum that gets the start. Uh, next week. By the way, we didn't even talk about the rotating door at quarterback for the Steelers. I know, that the, thing. That, I, Duck, I, I, honestly... Duck Hodges started. He stunk. So they went to Mason Rudolph. He got hurt. Duck Hodges came back. I, I, I really want to see the Titans get into the playoffs. The Steelers don't deserve to be there. They're not that good. They're going to get crushed. The Titans have a good team. The Titans are fun. Yeah, their defense... They're fun they, to watch. Ryan Tannehill's playing well. Playing, if Derrick Henry can Ryan Tannehill's playing an all-pro level for, yeah. for basically ever since he's taken over that job. Yeah. And if they get Derrick Henry back yeah. with A.J. Brown, like, I mean, like, they, they've, they've got a... I like that team. They could throw some some stuff into the, the formula. They gave the Saints all they could handle. Yeah. I mean, they were up, they were up what, 17-0, 14-0 in that game? I mean, yeah. like, that they gave the Saints all they could handle. And... 
Ryan Tannehill, I feel like this guy is, I mean, it's a, he's been a league winner. Like, honestly, you've been starting him every yes. week. He's been great. He's it's been wild. better than some of the stud guys. It's wild, man. So I really hope the Titans get in the playoffs. I feel like, you know, they really deserve it the way that they've been playing. And I think, I'm not, I'm not 100% sure. They may have a win and in scenario. They're playing at Houston um, this week. But I'd have to look at that. Yeah. But I feel like they have they have uh, uh, an advantage over the Steelers in, in some capacity. Yeah. And the Steelers had to play the Ravens. I don't know if they're going to have the Ravens or the second team I feel like Ravens. the Ravens, especially John Harbaugh, he is petty enough to play his starters just to keep the Steelers out. Yeah. Like that rivalry in John Harbaugh, they're just petty enough to do that. Titans mm-hmm. uh, clinch the AFC wild card with a win or with Pittsburgh loss and There you go. So the Titans basically, they, they, they hold the keys. Yeah. Which... By the way, the Raiders still have an outside shot. That's crazy. And it's look here's the the Raiders' path to getting in the playoffs is not insane. Um, like they have to win obviously against the Broncos, which you know difficult but not impossible. That's in Denver. Okay. Um, let me go through and find it. So the Raiders have to win at Denver. Mm-hmm. The Titans lose to the Texans. Okay. Again, not impossible. Steelers lose to the Ravens. Certainly possible. Colts beat the Jaguars. Yeah. Like. It's not insane. It's not impossible to think the Raiders could somehow sneak into the playoffs. You know what, though? You look at the, some they of these a lot of help that are on the outside looking in who could potentially... Does the, the NFL want to have more playoff teams? Really? Really? No. I don't know, man. No. I think we're good. I, th- yeah, I mean, if you, if, if you want to add you know, a regular season game or two, okay, but it's good you want to add more teams to the playoffs? You want to water it down even more? It's good enough. I mean, at this point, that first weekend of the playoff games just... I mean, it's gonna be a waxing. I do a lot of, I do a lot of like. Usually, the AFC South involved playoff game is where I like, go run errands. It's yeah, like, right. Exactly. It's usually, like it's usually the early game on a Saturday. It's like you know what I'm gonna go and get some groceries, maybe return yep. any Christmas presents that I need to exchange, yeah, yep. that sort of thing. That's that's. But I mean, when the Raiders still have a shot, the Steelers, and, and heck, Mike Tomlin, great job this year because yeah, all no the doubt. injuries. I mean, but like that's not a playoff no team. Uh, by the way, real quick before we get out of here, uh, is Ryan Tannehill a QB one next year? Is he playing for the Titans next year? I assume he will be. I assume that... I, I assume he will. I don't know contractually what his situation is, but I feel like I've seen some reports that the Titans might franchise him. I would think so. I don't think they're going to spend a ton of money to keep him, but I think they want to so, keep him. So, like, I'm, on the show today, I'm doing, like, my top five quarterbacks. I think I have... It's, like, Lamar, Mahomes, Russell's in there, Watson's in there, and, like, Josh Allen's in there, too. And then Kyler's going to be in the top... In the top 10, Dak's going to be in the top 10. Boy, some of the big name guys that we've had in the top 10 for a long time are going to drop out like like Brady, like uh, he wasn't in the top 10 this year, but like Aaron Rodgers for sure. Right. I don't think he's going to be a top 10 quarterback. Boy, I mean like... Ten has an unrestricted free may, agent after this season. May, maybe. I mean, Breeze will be in the top 10, but maybe. Hmm. I mean, dude, I... This is where we are. Maybe. In 2019. So. We'll see. There you go. Matt uh, Stafford will be back. Oh, uh, that's true. He'll be healthy again. We'll see. Mm. All right. That's it. That was a sigh, by the way. Drink. Oh, sorry, folks. Drink. Sorry about your livers. Uh, that's it. We are done. We appreciate you listening again. Congratulations to you if you won a championship. Best of luck to you if you need help on Monday night. We will see. And woe be help. unto you who decided to play week 17. You guys need to figure all that out, man. That's, yeah. that's just madness. Merry Christmas. Yes. Happy New Year. Uh, Marcus and I will be back Friday to back break Friday, down the Week 17 games. And then because back the following Monday. We're here for you, you nutjobs who are, are playing Week 17s. Insanos. We'll probably talk a little DFS as well. And uh, we are still going to be having podcasts twice a week. Yep. Throughout the playoffs. Until they tell us not to. And then we'll figure it out after that. So hopefully you guys are still tuning in for our nonsense. So. For Marcus's size. Absolutely. Um, and for, uh, you know, some... Some playoff fun. Please drink responsibly. Yeah. Uh, so we are done. We appreciate you downloading and listening. You know the drill. Tell two friends to tell two friends. Rate, review, and remember, the best thing to do first thing in the morning is go right back to sleep. Merry Christmas. Happy that Hanukkah. Is. We'll see you on Friday. Merry Christmas. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. 
That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish spring body wash and bar soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.